Welcome to the 23 Minutes in Hell podcast. Author and speaker Bill Weiss and his wife Annette address the many questions we all have about hell and eternity. Bill and Annette believe the subject of hell shouldn't grip us with fear, but instead, it should inspire us to use our time on earth wisely. Thank you for joining my wife and I. Today we are discussing, is it really the devil? Now, some Christians want to blame the devil for their problems. However, usually it is a result of our wrong decisions. Too often, we do not slow down to pray and listen for the Holy Spirit's directions for the day. We can make wrong choices and then wonder why this evil occurred. The Lord desires that we seek wisdom and godly counsel before making life-altering decisions. Sometimes we simply need additional information before proceeding ahead. You know, Bill, that is so true. And how many times over the years have we heard Christians in conversation say, well, the devil's really attacking me. You know, we'll say, how are you doing? Well, the devil's beating me up. He's really attacking me. I've got a spiritual, I'm in spiritual warfare. Right. And all these things. But do people go back and examine themselves? You know, and I know in one area we've seen this occur also is in the area of our health. You know, and we've all made mistakes in that area, you know, myself included. But sadly, some battle sickness and disease for long periods of time due to poor diet, unresolved emotional turmoil, lack of exercise, and most importantly, neglect seeking God on what to do. And some people have no willingness to discipline their flesh and then blame their health challenge on the devil. That's so true. You know, they might come to church and go up in the healing line over and over and over again, but then they never change, Mm -hmm. you know, and others may refuse to come to the Lord for possibly any uh, emotional healing they need in their soul, or they may need to forgive someone first. You know, change is not enjoyable for most of us, but if God is leading us and we make the decision to obey him, the change will greatly benefit, benefit us. That's all right. You know, in order to remove responsibility from ourselves, we may blame our negative situation on the devil's attacks. In this way, we feel justified and even more spiritual. You know, it is actually spiritual pride to think that we are so spiritual that the devil is trying to take us out. Now, most of us do not warrant such attention from the devil. Now, at times, the trial we are experiencing may most certainly be a demonic attack. The Bible tells us we are in a spiritual war. The enemy works through people, and ungodly people can attempt to hurt us. However, we do, uh, we do need to recognize when it's an attack from the devil and when it's our own fault. Let's commit to spiritual growth so we can mature, take ownership, repent, and change. And the Bible instructs us, Bill, to, um, you know, instructs us clearly and how to recognize whether it is the devil or not. Jesus said in John 10, 10, the thief does not come except to steal, to kill, and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. So if we're in a situation that is stealing, killing, or destroying, it's from the devil. And look at sickness. It steals money, time, and health from us, and it aims to eventually kill. Therefore, it's not from God. That's right. Now, it can be allowed to chastise a person so they will repent, but the Lord isn't the one inflicting us with the sickness to teach us something. We can open ourselves up to the devil's attacks by our wrong decisions and or our rebellion to God's commands. Oh, that's so true. 
you know, look at Luke 13.1. It mentions the woman who was bowed over for 18 years. and Jesus said it was the devil. Then in Acts 10.38, it says how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. Again, the devil. 1 John 3.8 says, For this purpose the Son of God was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. And one more verse, Luke 9.56, Jesus said, For the Son of Man did not come to destroy men's lives, but to save them. Those are excellent verses. You know, great to look at those scriptures. It shows us exactly where the sickness is coming from. It's not from God. Exactly. You know, so Bill, to sum it up so far, our trials are often because of our poor choices. Um, Could be our ignorance or lack of knowledge of what the Bible says, Mm -hmm. our disobedience to God, or our neglect to pray and hear the Holy Spirit's instruction and warnings. So we could be reaping the results of our choices. That's right. You know, even Job, who was called blameless in the Bible, said in Job 6, 24 through 25, teach me and I will hold my tongue and cause me to understand wherein I have erred. How forcible are right words. So before we falsely accuse God or even the devil, let's examine ourselves. And 2 Corinthians 13, 5 states, Examine yourselves, whether ye be in the faith. Prove your own selves. That's right. So we are to look inward, look at ourselves, and compare our lives with the Scripture. You know, uh, so let's be clear, though. We are not saying that we uh, don't all go through tests that are from God. We do. But they are not the destruction, the sickness, and death that many experience. The tests from God are to see what is in our heart. Will he find faith and obedience? Let's look at a few scriptures. 1 Peter 1.7 says that the trial of your faith being much more precious than gold. So the trials we go through many times are to see, to see if we will have faith. Will we stand on the word of God and not cave into the circumstances? 2 Chronicles 32.31 says God left him to try him to see all that was in his heart. So at times it might seem like God has abandoned us or left. He hasn't. But he kind of pulls back to see are we going to stand on his word? Are we going to, what's Are in we going to trust him? Right. Psalms 26, 2. Examine me, prove me, and try my reins in my heart, David said. And then Proverbs 17, 3 says, God tries the hearts. And that's also in 1 Thessalonians 2, 4, Jeremiah 12, 3, and Psalm 17, 3. And also, just to sum that up, Deuteronomy 8, 2 is a great verse too, Bill. It says, when, you know, it talks about when God led Israel through the wilderness, right. he said in that verse, it was to humble them, to prove or test them, to, and to know what was in their heart and if they would obey his commands. Well, that's clear. See, obedience. He's looking for obedience. Faith yes. in our heart and obedience. Yes. And one of the things we need to also look at is what is coming out of our mouth. This is an area of extreme neglect by most Christians. And the Bible said, Jesus, Jesus said that out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So when, you know, That's we right. say things, our words do matter. And that is showing God where we're at spiritually because it's coming out of our heart. Right. Well, we say with our mouth what the Bible says and not 
you know, react to the negative situation that's going on. Exactly. You know, in James 3, 4 through 6 says, Look also at ships, although they are large and are driven by fierce winds, they are turned by a very small rudder wherever the pilot desires. Even so, the tongue is a little member and boasts great things. See how great a forest a little fire kindles. And the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. The tongue is so set among our members that it defiles the whole body and sets on fire the course of nature, and it is set on fire by hell. My goodness, that is very strong. Yeah, so just as the small rudder steers the huge ship, so does our tongue our whole life. I mean, that verse is so enlightening. Our tongue affects our entire life, and our life is the sum total of what we say and do. Boy, that is powerful. You know, look at this verse. Proverbs 18, 21 says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Wow, that is a powerful statement. You know, we might have expected it to say that life and death is in God's power. But no, it's in our own mouth. Amazing. And that's so powerful. This shows how much authority we do have and that our words do matter. You know, let's look at uh, a few verses regarding our mouth. Okay, I love this. Um, Psalm 17, 4 says, By thy word I have kept me from the paths of the destroyer. So speaking out what God says will protect us from the evil one. So we've got to agree with his word and declare his protection in a situation or his provision or his faithfulness. Yes. And Psalms 50, 23 says, To him that ordereth his conversation aright will I show the salvation of God. Well, salvation is also deliverance and healing and so forth. Yeah, security, protection. Right. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Proverbs ten fourteen says, The mouth of the foolish is near destruction. Mm. Proverbs ten nineteen says, He that refraineth his lips is wise. So sometimes in situations, it's just better to keep our mouths shut right. or we get ourselves into trouble. Proverbs 12, 14 says, A good man shall be satisfied with good by the fruit of his mouth. Proverbs 12, 10, 12 18 says, The tongue of the wise is health. Boy, look at that. That's powerful right there. Tongue of the wise is health. So that means we need to speak out what God's word says and not how we feel or what the doctors might say. Yeah, you know, we can agree with the, the report of death over ourselves just by agreeing with the doctor who may not know, um, you know, other things like he might not even be a godly man to right. know that we have Jesus as our healer and we can come to him too. Right. And, and we should say, no, thank you, Lord. With your stripes, I am healed. You took my infirmities and bore my sicknesses. You sent your word and healed me and delivered me from my destructions. That should come out of our mouth. That's the tongue of the wise. Yes, absolutely. And seeking God also his direction for your particular situation. Right. Because sometimes the Lord does obviously work through doctors a lot of times, but um, also right. in conjunction with us agreeing for our recovery and healing and what right. comes out of our mouth. Proverbs sixteen twenty three says, the heart of the wise teaches his mouth and adds learning to his lips. So we have to be taught. You know, that's interesting. Proverbs 18, 8 says, The words of a talebearer or a gossiper are as wounds. They go down into the innermost parts of the belly. I mean, that's giving you a, look, a clue as to possible stomach problems is uh, being a gossiper. You know, got to yes, guard our tongue. That's good, a slanderer. Right. 
Proverbs 21, 23 says, whoever keeps his mouth and his tongue keeps his soul from trouble. Again, powerful. There you go. There's so much in Proverbs too. And I just encourage people go through the book of Proverbs and put a big T for tongue next to all the verses you see that are dealing with the mouth and the tongue. And you'll be amazed right. how many there are. And Proverbs 30, 32, it says, if thou think evil, lay thy hand across thy mouth. So God's calling like doubt evil, right. you know, what we're speaking contrary to his word, he's saying it's evil. Right. And if you think it, don't say don't it. Don't say it. Exactly. And then Matthew 15, 11 says, it's not, Jesus said this, it's not what goes into the mouth that defiles a man or pollutes a person, but what comes out. Right. And then lastly, first Peter three ten says to him that would love life and see good days, let him refrain his mouth from speaking evil. Right, and evil is doubt and unbelief. Yes, that's what God says. Right. You know, when the spies went to check out the land, and uh, 10 of them out of the 12 brought back an evil report. Evil was opposite of what God said. Yes, you know, and He God said, you can take it. the land, and they said, no, we can't, so he called that evil. So anyway, so let's not mock those who teach us to guard our tongue and to speak God's word over our lives. You know, and this is a lifelong practice. We are only highlighting a few of the important biblical instructions we are to obey in order to live a life more pleasing to God. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please be sure to leave us a rating or comment. We value your feedback. Stay in touch and learn more about this ministry by visiting us at soulchoiceministries.org.